0: My name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produce the Sterling NetPoint Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports. Today is August 31st, 2022, and this is Ben and Barry on football. Hello out there. I'm your co-host, Ben Dickerson. Interesting show today, I'm sure, because we have a guest. Yes, because we have a guest, Mr. Blade Brown. Mr. Blade Brown is a friend of ours. Blade, why don't you tell him a little bit about yourself real quick? Uh, Hey, folks. Blade Brown, uh, former player in the local Philadelphia League, PGTFL, former coach. And as of the past 30 days, former commissioner of PGTFL. Uh, currently, I hold a position as a national director with the NFL St. Jenny uh, for Nationals in Orlando. Um, also, the tournament director for Philly Bowl, which is now in its seventh year. We just completed our seventh tournament, and it was our biggest and best by far. Thanks for having me, folks. Hey, man. Um, I did get a chance to get out there. You know, I hadn't been out there in a while um and i was like blown away first of all facility was beautiful you know right right, right. um you had people there from all over you had football and soccer <laughs> going on at the same time so all the football stuff was popping at that time um and uh i got a chance to walk the entire length because i parked my car right next to the field where Ben and them were playing but they were on the lower field so I walked right by them and went all the way to the other side but I got a chance to see they had they were serving food at buildings where they had breakfast Uh, yeah you really walked the whole facility (laughs) definitely took the scenic route it was actually three different events going on there at one time which just tells you how big the uh, facility is like you said there was actually a Burroughs uh, flag uh, football tournament going on that was run by the Remo brothers. They're they from the local too. Um, shout out to them. They they always put on a good event. They are uh, flag is life. And I think they do shrooms also. But, uh, yeah, those two guys, they've been running that league out there. Well, that tournament with the girls for a while. And I believe they had about 88 teams. Then, yeah, it was a side. They have game about 88 teams, yeah, you said? Yeah, about 80, 80. I want to say upwards 80 teams um, represented um, young ladies out there putting on putting on a show. Then we had about, uh, I want to say a little shy of 50 teams out there in the men's division. And um, like I said, it was, it's a big facility, so it was able to handle it. There's plenty of parking, you know, there's plenty of space for everybody to stretch out and do their thing. It was all around a good time, to be honest. Wow! Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I heard about that, you, you now, Blake, You said you played in the PTTFL. Yeah, I started in 08 uh, on a on a bet, actually. Uh, on a bet, <laughs> uh, it, it's my first my first flag experience was actually with Ben and them. I, I just went I, I went on a trip to to nationals with them in 08, I believe. Uh, and while we were down there, you know, guys just talking trash and, you know, I'm a basketball player by nature, but, you know, I was presented with a challenge. The guy said, you guys put a team in, you won't get a first down. And this was back when it was rough touch and, you know, you had to get 10 yards. I'm like, dude, we could get 10 yards, you know. So <laughs> that's that's how it all started. We put a team in. Um, of course, we came in. We, we actually was competitive, but, you know, we, we took our lumps. Um, And it it just, it just all just snowballed from there, you know, went from that team to um, doing the tournaments to running tournaments. And it, it just, it just, I just fell in love with the sport, Um, the camaraderie, the travel aspect of it all, Um, you know, just getting to know new people. And I mean, it just was a new challenge at that time in my life. So it, it just, it just took over everything I was doing. That's awesome. Let me say something here, uh, real quick. I'm sorry. First of all, I'm sorry I had to step away. That was important. Um, it's funny. I've been in this league as a player and a coach since 1978. Okay. And over the course of that time, I played, played on a couple different teams. I coached, coached a couple teams, and I started taking teams on the road and I started taking teams to tournaments. After I met Blade, and he took that trip down to Nationals with us, that was with the Road Warriors, I believe. Right. He ran the entire gamut that it took me from 1978 to either go through or conceive over 20 freaking years. He ran that entire gamut, plus became commissioner of of the league in, like, what, a 10-year period, eight-year period? I became commissioner in 11. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. 2011, I became commissioner. Okay, so we're talking about – three or four year period he pretty much did all or experienced personally all of that for him to be a a national director i think is a really big deal yeah yeah. when you think about it and just to think back on it like none of this even was like something i even thought about you know what i'm saying like and like ben said i mean you're looking at what 15 years time and, and just in terms of PTFL seasons, you times it by two because we was running fall and spring two seasons. seasons per year, right? we done about 20 seasons with, with PTFL alone. So it's uh, all yeah. a lot of fun. I, I can thank PTFL for this nose, the way it kind of crawls around like <laughs> It's all crooked. <laughs> ah, elbow to the nose during the PTFL back in the good old days when they could hit you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 ended on that. I think the last three years was rough. Touch and was. I think we switched full the flag. I want to say eleven or twelve, somewhere around there. I, I believe it was ten or eleven, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. it it wasn't popular with, with everybody at first, but it was. They started to realize it was necessary. You know what I mean? For us to, uh, especially from a tournament aspect, it was necessary. You know what I mean? Like, it, it got wanna, to a point wanna... it got to a point when I became when I turned 30 that I was like okay I gotta focus you know more on career but I had take you know you take a lot of uh, injuries you know the injuries was piling up you know wrist knees ankles <laughs> so you know that I could see where that changeover made sense but even from a skill level you know what I mean pull the flag still you know what I mean and it's something you really really have to work on, you know, and you're just not going to pick it up in that first game at a tournament, you know what I'm saying? It's something you got to really, really work at. So, And I will say, these NFL has developed some of the best flag pullers I've seen out there, you know what I mean? I can name guys that I know that will pull a flag under any circumstance, you know what I mean? Well, let me say, you know, as a guy who never played flag, that you've already blown my mind because flag puller skill building was something I just never even thought about. (laughs) You know, the the funny thing is when I watch the girls, I see them do the little spin move when they're running, you know, crowd and everything. And so that's something that's a little different, you know, but actually working on, I mean, what's the key to pulling a flag? If I were to become a, a flag player, and you would say, "This is what you need to do." Because I remember when in tackle, we just had to line them up. Hand eye coordination. You it's know? definitely the eye coordination. That that flag move—you got guys dipping, spinning, like you said. Um, all kind of moves they do. They, they they the hip swivel. You know what I mean? And it's you—you you come in whatever thirty miles an hour, running at a guy. He gets you with a hip swivel, and you got your hand out for a flag, and you miss. You can go flying off in a different direction, you know what I mean? But I seen guys, you know, they can reach back and, and pull that flag. It it doesn't matter. You know, it, it takes skill. If, if it was easy, everybody would be able to do it. That's the way I describe it. If it was something easy, everybody would be able to do it. Have you it's watched have you watched any of the NFL flag thing that they had where they had like the flag guys? I, or- I was I wasn't too fond of it because one it doesn't really translate to how we play. To me, that's more. It's seven man. Like so, say like high school seven on seven, college seven on seven. It's more of that format. It's just receivers and a quarterback. You know, it's not no real blocking. In my opinion, it's not really a bunch of schemes being put out there. You know what I mean? It, it, it's more like backyard football. My athletes are better than yours. You know. Yeah. I remember we talked about that, Ben, and I was kind of like, you know, they, they throw the ball, the pass will be completed and everybody would stand there. Right. What the heck are they doing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that, that, that's kind of weird. We, um, we always talk a little bit about, uh, you know, our own teams. Ben is obviously a giants fan there. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about where your Giants lined up. Ben, I don't know if you saw it, but a little later on, I put out the Madden team ratings, not the player ratings, the team ratings. They that, That's out also. Um, Blade, who's your squad, man? Green, Green Bay Packers, baby. Oh, <laughs> Packers, man. I'm Packer man. <laughs> since, since 88, officially since 88. Wow. Well, you know my son, Chris. You know Chris Mitchell? My boy. you a pack, yeah, Packer fan. The Packer fan. He's a Packer <laughs> fan. And, and, you know, I, I'll let you know, And um, my first experience of playing football back in the Johnson Projects, 27 from Ridge. Yeah, yeah. The first Johnson. player, Johnson Holmes, exactly. Um, the first player I ever recognized as a football player, as a little tiny kid coming up with, Basically, no brothers, no sisters, and my dad was not there either. So just out in the driveways playing with the kids and coming in and having to see some football on. The first player I ever recognized was Bart Starr. Wow. Right, <laughs> there you go. There you go. There Bart you go. Starr. Like I said to Ben, with a name like Bart Starr, now wait, I got to see what this guy's is. Who is this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. Um, early on, tuned into the Packers, you know, uh, became a, a Niner fan much later in life, um, before they started winning all the Super Bowls, I will say. So it wasn't just about being on the bandwagon. It was about leading the bandwagon, as far as I was concerned, as a Niner fan. Um, and then, you know, once once I'm there, you know, I'm there. And that's where Ben and I get in when we talk about fantasy football. Because Ben is the fantasy football guy here. Ben Agreed. tell him when you first started playing fantasy football. Uh I started playing fantasy in the late nineties. <laughs> Basically when it first Got started, or or actually, for, I'm sorry, I'm trying to adjust my lady. Or my I didn't stuff. even know that they had fantasy football. A lot of people and, did. So, like the 2000s and stuff. Right. I didn't really get into it until the 2000s. Yeah. yeah, a lot a lot of people didn't. I was maybe like 96 or so. I it's hard for me to remember. All I remember is that you had to uh, kind of check the box scores in the newspaper in order to figure out. What your players scored? Oh, really? How, that's how we determined who won or lost games. Oh, wow. Three hundred yard, really, like, three hundred yard passing, hundred yard receiving, hundred yard. Right, running. right. Touched your X number of points. It was real basic. game. it was real basic back. It wasn't wasn't like it is now. Now, now they've got a bunch of obscure rules, which actually right. I shouldn't say obscure because this is what I try to tell uh, Barry the difference between fantasy and and Madden. Fantasy is. Real things done by real players. The word fantasy throws people off if they don't really understand the game. Right. But, right. What, but your scores are made up of real things, real That's statistics, the truth. Right, right. that have been accrued by real players in real games in real time. So, you know, there's nothing really obscure. I mean, there's some leagues that have rules like – um most leagues have rules. Let's just go with defense because defense doesn't have a lot. You get a certain number of points for sacks, certain number of points for interceptions, and a certain number of points for um, uh, fumble recoveries. But I have other leagues that give you tackles for loss points. or wow. stops, Or stops on downs. See, that's a lot of tracking right there. Yes, track, yes, three and outs. But, right. but because everything's computerized now, you can't do that. All you have to do is set it and the computer will do it for you. Okay. Now, so Benson, like how many, five money leagues and like 20? I'm in five main leagues and I'm about 20 at the, I'm counting 20 to 25 free leagues. <laughs> honest, I used to do I just play. one. I haven't done it, I want to say since before COVID, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely used to do that on the regular ESPN one. And you, and you know did. Desiree, oh, his daughter. I used to do one. Ty did all the time too. Yeah, I was trying to get in his this year, but I, I got left out some kind of way. Yeah, I don't – Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything from – I know he mentioned it once, but, yeah, I don't know. He, he probably too busy doing something else anyway. Yeah. Now, Blade, we just yeah. finished up the preseason in the NFL. Okay. Um Tell me your 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 think what your thoughts are on the Packers since you're uh, the our pack. You can be our you can be our Packers. i mean we Packer have representative. Game. We have a Packer question. We might have to call you up and bring you in. Yeah. It's a Packer hours. We, 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 we got a great running game. We got two good running backs, which is always a good thing to have. You got an all-world quarterback. You know, um, it's a receiver core. I mean, it's no secret. It's, it's what are they going to give us this year? You know what I'm saying? Who's going to be the main guy? I couldn't tell you right now who our main guy is going to be. You know, I think we got one guy in the draft that was promising or could be promising, but even him, it's like I have no no real confidence or faith in what we have as far as a receiving court. Uh Defensively, secondary we're good. I, I think we have a, a pretty decent secondary. But um, our our has always been stopping the run. Now, did we draft the right guy to help stop the run? Time will tell. You know what I'm saying. To me, that was my concern: stopping the run. And okay, who's Aaron going to throw the ball soon? So I, I haven't seen where that's been addressed yet in the preseason. Of course, you know you play the starters one drive, and they out. You don't need really to see nothing. So, um, I'm, I'm I'm looking for us to be a a, a team where the quarterback has to literally go out and win eight games by himself right now. <laughs> eight games. Eight games. Now that, he's got he, to have eight games where he puts his mark on it. And and with him not being a, a run guy anymore, I think he needs to get back to that a little bit. You know, he's got to mix it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, At $50 million, <laughs> you really want to yeah, win hey, but, hey, listen, you came back to win a Super Bowl, you know. Yeah, that's, that's your whole thing. At this point, you, you know you're ending your career there, so you <laughs> got to go all out. Speaking I, of ending Brady his career like, there, Tom Brady could do it at 75, man. Why not? Tom Brady ain't running nowhere. <laughs> Tom Brady ain't running nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> but Tom don't got to. Tom got people to throw the ball to. Well, that, you know, you, you guys have a sort of a synonymous situation with the Kansas City Chiefs. Who you know you take that that number one threat off of your uh, out of your receiving core in both teams, and now you've got a new mix of guys. I think they have a little more of a proven mix of guys or guys with a little more experience, but still a lot of questions. And you right. guys have a lot of questions, but you got quarterbacks who should be able to make up the differential in both cases. That's the thing. He's athletic, so but one you can't replace. Uh, Hill, right? That, that's who it was, right? Hill, right? That's who yeah, Tariq yeah, You're you not replacing him with anybody, right? But the thing that Mahomes brings you is his maneuverability, right? His escapability. He can get out the pocket, he can extend the play until somebody gets up you know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, he gives them a little more edge in that department. Plus, I think their receiving core is a little, is in my opinion, it is better than ours, but somebody still – you're going to take all three on the replace hill. All three of them going to have to make up that production. But well, you that know, one thing that Ben and I have actually kind of debated at one time, and part of the debate was because of the whole fantasy thing, because a lot of the receivers on the Packers weren't getting a lot of fantasy. You know, Adams was. You know, he obviously was. But it seemed as if they had a solid core – that wasn't sensational, but they were solid. Like, you had a decent tight end. You make catches. you getting first downs. You're moving the ball. Like, it very. you know, and th- to me, that went back to coaching and management, you know. Um, oh, I never was the fan of the play call. Uh, we get down inside the 10, and we throw little swing passes, you know what I'm saying, on first down, instead of running the ball to get a <clears throat> possible four or five yards. We get no, we get no yardage on the swing pass. You come out, you try draw play, you get nothing on that. Now you're forcing it to, you know, what I mean, third and whatever on, you know, third and goal, which is like twelve yards. If they, every time they got inside the ten, the play calling just went to shit. Um, far as the receivers go, I've seen guys get their chances to be great and just fail. You know, you got Scanlan, who, who's I think he's gone now, but he's wide open right? touchdowns and he's dropping them. You know what I mean? And Aaron is the type of guy. Okay, I throw you this wide open cherry pick bomb, and you drop it on national TV, mind you. Okay, I'm not going to you again. <laughs> you, it drives, you see him force the ball to Adams. Where if they they slow the play down and you replay it, it's a guy wide open on the sideline, but he's forcing the ball to Adams. And I just think that came with the fact that he had no confidence in those guys. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Good Funny that you say this because you tie in the two things, two of my pet peeves, all along, which is uh, so often now you see the NFL, you get in, inside the five and they spread everything out. They don't even right. look like they want to run the ball, <laughs> you know. I'm like Jamie Crisler, at least look like you want to run it. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and and then so so yeah, that, to me that that's been, that's been, been an issue, um, right up there, and in, in, you know at at the goal line. I mean, you know. I mean, you, you, you get these – you draft these 350-pound monsters and you take them out, and and, and it's like, what, do you, what do you got them for? You know what I mean? This is what you get these guys for, is for – to get you short yardage, to pound the ball in. I mean, you go back to Seattle with the whole uh, – you know, when, when they, they use this guy to get all the way down the field and, he and throw the ball and you, it gets kicked off. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we we're, still argue about that one. Yeah, that probably, <laughs> to this day, like for what? I'm pretty sure in that huddle, guys were shaking their head when that play was called. And I remember that, thinking I to myself again. You, you, you have the <laughs> ultimate option right here at the goal line. You know, you got Russell and you got Mode. You know what I mean? Run the option. Let either one of them, whoever's open, take it. Who can stop that? You know what I mean? Gee, Christmas. he yeah, on his heels. I'm sure they were tired. You pounding them. You pounding for 90 yards. You're me you couldn't get three more? <laughs> you could get three more? Like, come on. Like, I to this day, I don't I don't see the sense in that. I've always been, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Keep going until they stop it. These guys, they get down there, they get real cute. Like you say, they spread out. They try to throw little wide receiver screens and stuff. And sometimes that stuff works. I get it. But, I mean, more times than not, I'm going with the trial and true what's been working since the NFL's been around. Get you a big back back there. Put the big guys in front of you, pound that ball in. Especially if you got four tries from the three, you got to stop me. This has to just be the greatest defensive stand ever. You gotta stop. Plain and simple. Well, you know You know what, you know what the greatest irony is? The greatest irony about that play to me is after that Super Bowl was over and during the offseason, you know how the NFL network replays the different right, seasons, right. the different teams, and they went back over to Seahawks and they got to the point where they were preparing for that Super Bowl and they had already scouted. That play, and they practiced that play with Malcolm exactly. Butler in the defense wow. over and over and over again, and they kept scoring on Malcolm Butler every time, and they knew <laughs> it was coming, and they were ready for it. That's how crazy is at that moment, at the end of that game, they were ready and it and it came up roses for them. And that that is true, that is absolutely true. I saw that, and he, like you said, Ben. He got scored on every time on that play in practice. Yep. He could not, he could not stop it. But by the he time was he that man, play his sleep, memory, you know what they say: the sun shines on a dog ass once in a while too. You know, right? But they also say luck is when opportunity meets preparation. That's true. That's, go. Go. That's true. And if he was nothing else, he was prepared. He was prepared. He was definitely prepared. Have seen it a million times? He was prepared. Ben, let me ask you um how are you looking as far as your giants are concerned how are you feeling now yeah uh, especially now that garoppolo's been signed by the niners because you know ben wanted ben was, ben garoppolo was be garoppolo, by the, blade i don't know if you know that he what was, does like, garoppolo being signed by the niners have anything to do with the giants he can still, you he said can you do, wanted them that line, man. who wouldn't want the, bro there's two different subjects okay if you want me to – we do this all the time, Blake. If you want me to talk about the Giants now
1: and Go you ahead. talk about the
0: Niners later, we Go can ahead. do it. Go ahead. he got to bring up Jimmy Garoppolo when he's talking about the oh, Giants. you wanted him to come about the Giants. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm kind of in the same boat that, that Blade is in. I have to believe in my run game. I think uh, Saquon Barkley coming back, to this is his second year off his knee injury. He should be far better than he was last year. So I believe they should lean heavy on the run. I think they've made some improvements in the offensive line. We could probably use another guard maybe, but I like our left tackle. I like our right tackle. I think we're going to be okay. Um, I'm hoping that Thibodeau doesn't miss too many games with his injury, but if he brings me the pass rush that I need, that's going to improve the defense automatically. Secondary should be better than average. Hopefully they'll be good and solid. But again, just like the Packers, my 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 receiver core is looking real shaky. Sterling Shepard can't stay healthy. Slayton has regressed. Uh, Kadarius Toney's my only hope really for a big play guy. Um, they got rid of the tight end Ingram who never really developed but he's the type of guy that will develop probably with another team. Um, and who am I missing? Oh, I got a rookie, Wandale Robinson. Please God, please let Wandale Robinson be good. He don't have to be great, just be good. So now you see how I feel about the rookie yes, draft. Yes, I do, I like, absolutely. Dude, like, that, that's just like a hope, you know what I mean, rolling dice. Right, that, let, that's let me Let at. me remind you and let me remind anyone who's watching, Ben and I were tightly on the combine and the draft. And we did a series called The Brain Trust and the Roster Resets, where we looked at every team, Brain Trust Band, GM, coach, and starting quarterback, and roster resets were, were all of the trades and the drafts up to that point. So we can always go back and, and actually really get a good over, overview of that. Um, but, you know, that at least we know with some, like, for example, how how's Thibodeau doing, Ben? Uh, it's a possibility he may miss game one. Really? Possibly. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I think right now they're saying he's on track to play game 1 but it's, you know, it's a knee. What are you going to do? Your your backup quarterback got slammed and came out of the game. That was kind of not a good omen for for him, man. Um that you know, what what do you think about your backup situation? Bro, what, what's his name? Tyrod Taylor? That's his name. Okay. This is a guy that lets somebody stab him in the lung in the locker room. Okay? Are you serious? <laughs> he didn't stab <laughs> he in him in the lung. The no, when he was on the Chargers, he took an injection. It was a pain in injection. And they punctured his lung. That's how yeah. Justin Herbert yeah, got the right, first right, start. Right? right? Then right they go to Justin day, Herbert right. like, young boy, you right, got to right play today. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, huh? And he comes out and becomes a superstar day one. <laughs> so guess what? Tyrod Taylor gets slammed and fallen on that lung ain't in great shape anyway. I know. Who knows how long he'll be out? So I basically don't have a backup. So guess what, Danny Dimes? Be great. That's all I need. Just be great. Oh my goodness. That was the first game. Remember they got the first game? Titans? Yeah, Titans. Oh man. Let's go. Let's go. Well, at least the NFC. As a division, had had uh, probably one of the better matchup setups for um what do they call a strength of schedule? NFC East strength of schedule was pretty uh pretty low, you know, they did they, they weren't they aren't pulling the strongest, so we'll have to see about that. Did you see any rookies um in the preseason? that uh, made a, a impact on you, Blade? Like you can, you said, you mentioned the Titans, and that immediately thing, I think about Malik Willis, uh, who had some wild wow moments in the preseason. Did you see anything in the preseason? I really didn't watch too many games in the preseason. And like I said, for the simple fact that they don't really play anybody. You know what I mean? You see more guys standing around the sideline in, in the street clothes than you do actually. talk about starters, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Outside of that, nah, I really haven't really seen anybody. And even looking at highlights and, and uh, you know, the red zone, like, is this really – I mean, you think about, what, is it three preseason games? Yeah. I mean, and years ago, it used to be, what, four or five? Yeah, Right. You used to really get a good look at these guys because at least by the fourth game, they'll play half a game. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes in some situations, depending on the team, you might see them out there for three quarters, you know what I mean, depending on what their needs was or, or, you know, whatever. But now you don't really see anything. You see more You see more of the 52-man roster now in preseason games than you ever had. You see what I'm saying? And That's it's absolutely up. true. As a matter of fact, what you do get from your starters, what you do get from your starters usually is one good drive. You right. come out, you have one good drive, okay, come on, you're good. Right, you know? it's that. And and, and and God forbid it's a three and out. Because that's it. You know what I mean? Now, I do think i seen seen um, Eagles Miami. I saw some starters versus, like, second and third string. You know what I'm saying? But I think that was more from a defensive standpoint. But, I mean, like, individually, no, I haven't seen that one person that really stood out. And they, they haven't had the time on the field. Well, Ben and Barry on football, well, especially once we get into the season, we have defined what we call the second preseason which is generally the first four games of the regular season. Did you say first three games or first four games? Four. Okay. First four games. And now we did that because the preseason used to be four games. So, Ben, we might need to redefine it as the first three games since the new preseason is only three games. But it's the first time that most of these guys actually got to play together this season. Right. So now every, you know, it's, of course, they got all the better players. But, you know, and they had time to work on what they worked on and practice. But on the field, in a game, first three games, who comes out looking right? It's 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 the second preseason, as we like to call it, is kind of subjective. Some teams are just always a little bit more ahead of the curve than the, than others. So we can't set, I don't think we can set a three- or four-game, I think we should say the second preseason can be the first three or four games. Some teams, it does take them the fourth game before they really hit the ground running. Right, right, right. Some teams hit the ground running right off the bat. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, you so see teams that's go one to and after that, go ten games in a row with you know, winning. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, who you open up with in early in the season uh, really means a lot. Especially for a team that maybe took on a lot of rookies, uh, maybe their fifty-three man roster has a lot more young players than some other teams. The more veteran teams, you would think, would be a little bit more solid coming out of the gate early on. Uh, you know, those kind of things all have to be taken into perspective. Yeah, let me say I this: know about... We're up with Minnesota, so that's 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 never an easy game for us. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota first game. Yeah, and <laughs> and I tell you what, boy Benny, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, I I I think Minnesota's gonna be a little handful for you this year. They've they New offense, last year, so I know they're gonna be a handful. This right, time. with with a crappy head coach. I right. shouldn't call them crappy. Oh no, got- I, I, I like I like their head coach. As far as our division goes, I love the the, the Lions head coach. I I like everything going over there with those guys. I do, too. No fear, nothing. He's a a true player's coach. And he he know the game. You know what I mean? I I like that he got going over there. Chicago, nah, I'm still not. I was getting ready to say, here's the funny thing about Chicago. I'm not a big uh, watcher of preseason games either. But the reports are that Justin Fields looks like a completely different quarterback now with his new coaches. So ben. that could mean something there. Ben. I mean, it remained to be seen. Is it, it Could it be because he's sure. playing against the second or third string, or did he make that leap? So, you know, I actually as from said ago, we'll find that out week two. We play on week go. two. Ben Justin Fields is my dark horse favorite for this year to come out and surprise people. Okay. As far as what, being a being a most improved player? Oh yeah, man. So I watched him. Right I right watched right. him in the preseason, and he looked like he knew what he had command of the offense. And if you remember, okay, against starters, starters against, pardon me, against starters in many cases, because like I said, they bring them out in the beginning, and everybody's got their starters out, and they have their one or two little, you know, practice. But it might have been some backups in there. But the main thing that I wanted to, see, I want to see is, does he know his offense? You know what I mean? Is is can he go first? option second option he's doing all of that now he's doing that and this is the thing who's the quarterback for the jacksonville jaguars right trevor Uh, lawrence trevor lawrence okay as far as i was concerned as far as all the reports coming out of college it was trevor lawrence and justin fields okay trevor lawrence and justin fields now now trevor took the big got the number one, got the big money, and Justin Fields went to the Bears and things was a little questionable. Justin Fields is no joke, okay? And I think that young man, he if he has a command of this offense, is going to surprise people. I, You know, I'm playing on Madden. My first three games, the Bears was the only team I lost to. <laughs> so, just, really? yeah. Who is the OC for, for Chicago? Who is the OC? I forget. That's a good question. We can check that out. They, they have they have a new head coach. I forget his name, but he's an offensive coach. Remember last year they had Pat Nagy. Nagy's a defensive coach who wanted to just run the ball, and he didn't he didn't do um, he didn't do Fields any favors, you know, as, far as developing him as a quarterback. Luke Getzey. anybody ever heard of him? Not really familiar with him. We probably had him listed, and maybe have a. a, a um, a breakdown on him and our presentation that we did. We did this so long ago. It's been a couple months when we did the brain trust. Uh, They might've even changed somebody since then. I don't remember all of those people, but I liked the way he looked when I watched him play in preseason. There's certain guys that came out in the preseason and like, I'm the starter. I'm the man. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. I'm going to go sit down. You know what I mean? Your your boy, Josh uh, Allen with, with the, um, Buffalo, I called you up. I'm like, did you see what Josh just did? Josh just dropped back in the pocket. The pocket collapsed, he dropped back a, 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 about two more feet and threw a dime on the. You know what's funny? And not to cut you off. He was our former quarterback coach. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, I'm, when I look at his face, I'm like, this guy looks familiar. And when you say Al, you're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. No, the Packers, here's no or the Packers because, former uh, sorry, quarterback sorry, coach not is now the former coach. quarterback coach. Right. I'm he's with the, the Bears. And they got him to develop Fields. Right. Okay. Specifically. So I so, 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 all right. So maybe, maybe that's what's going on right there. Maybe that's why you're the jump. So we'll, we'll see. It? We'll see. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm I've been keeping my eye on fields. Because I think that young man has a lot of potential and I'm really looking forward to it. As far as my Niners are concerned, um, I think our main weaknesses across our offensive line. We have like one super great left tackle, but a lot of our offensive line is in flux. And even as I go across the uh the Madden ratings, I'm seeing ratings in the sixties and the fifties and stuff. Or I think our center is rated like fifty-one on Madden. So, you know, all a lot of these guys, we have to see how they gel over the season. Um, but I am excited to have uh, a third wide receiver option that is now basically the fastest guy on my team, and that's one Danny Gray. Danny Gray took that deep pass from Trey Lance and for a touchdown in the preseason, and <laughs> I'm loving him on Madden. You got? You, you told hey. me. You you told me uh, about. You said. Make sure you you focus in on Ayuk, right? So Ayuk just came up in, in a couple conversations, and they're saying he's putting a lot of work, and he's looking really good. Ayuk is going to be good. So, so what do you think about the fact that y'all was able to keep Debo and make him happy at the same time? It's a plus, plus, and a plus. Okay, I wanted them all along. I, I'm one of those guys. I can want you, but if you go, you go. You know what I mean? So if he had a left, you know, I've had great players leave. And, it's you know, if that's your squad, you just got to move on with it. You know what I mean? It's not a whole bunch you can do. But I wanted him to stay. He stayed. Hopefully they um, they won't tie Kittle too much to blocking. I believe Kittle can be as good as Kelsey as a receiving tight end and really open up the field and actually become one of the major weapons. We got two or three good running backs. You know, so I am feel comfortable with our running thing. I just got some questions about the line. I think our defense, B, is at least a B level. Uh, I think we're ranked like 86 on Madden, you know. So we're not the highest ranked team. We're not the lowest ranked team. So we're, we're going to be competitive. And I don't have a problem. Um, funny, Ben, Brett Favre agreed with me in terms of wanting to keep uh, Garoppolo as the starter and wanting to keep uh, um Trey Lance back up for this year um but like we talked about with um who was it on the patriots was it Drew um that uh Tom Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe yeah. Drew got hurt right Drew got Drew hurt Drew Bledsoe Drew Bledsoe had a show on 30 for 30 where they were interviewing him and he was walking them through his vineyards and all of the stuff that he does and he talked about what it was like when he got hurt, and they put Tom Brady in, and then he had to make a decision to come back and back up Tom Brady, because you know Bledsoe was the man. It wasn't even like Garoppolo. I mean, he was the man. It was, it was. It was no doubt. It was his team. He was the man coming out of college. It was his team. He said he had to learn a lot about being a good teammate in order to go in there and be a positive and not be a negative toward that team when they decided to go with Tom Brady. But they kept him on. They paid him. He was one of the highest-paid backups at that particular point. And he said it was about becoming a great teammate. And I think Garoppolo has the ability to do that. So we're looking forward. All reports is that he is a great teammate. Like, everything that I've heard about Garoppolo is that He's very likable. Like, he, like people just look at him and say, yo, that guy right there is a good dude. You know what I'm saying? I thought personally, like you and other people, Rock blow didn't lose his job. He didn't do anything to lose his job. Uh, it's just that they want to go with with, with Trey. Um, I don't I don't think Trey's ready. I, and I didn't see last year where he was ready to take over. And, I mean, unless something miraculous happened in the, in the last three or four months, I don't know what they see in him that make them believe that he's ready to take over right now versus somebody that took your team to the Super Bowl, you know what I mean, what, two, three years ago, if that, and 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 hasn't lost a step. You, like you said, okay, you got a new receiver, a new speed, a deep threat with the speed guy. You you got um, improvements in O-line. You, you got deep. Well, actually, got, not in O-line. Actually, I think we took a step back in on. O-line. That might be another reason why they need Trey. <laughs> you you think it's because Garoppolo can't move around back there, and and they're looking for mobility. Well, let, let me put it this way. I'll, I'll give it. I use Madden a lot of times. Okay, on Madden, Garoppolo was rated seventy three, and Trey Lance was rated seventy two. That's purely from a numbers a statistic, and a, the the number one place where there was a big difference was in what they call awareness. So you're right. And, but this is my theory, and this is a theory, and this is going to sound crazy. I believe that my coach looked around and saw Trey Lance and said, I can make him great. He's got all the tools. I can bring in him here, and I can. he has everything I need. Number one, he didn't throw like an interception in a full season. So, you know, those are little things that happen. The young man is really smart, but I think Kyle Shanahan wants to build a monster. And that's what he sees in Trey Lance. And so, yeah, Trey Lance might not be, you know, he ain't Aaron Rodgers, he ain't that ready, ready, but he's gonna come along quickly. And having Garoppolo there, I don't think it's gonna be as much of a a distraction or, or even a crutch. He's, you know, he's going to do what he can do, and if they need to bring Garoppolo in, I think they will. And his contract was set up so that if they bring him in, he'll just make more money so he ain't going to be mad at nobody. You know what I mean? But I don't have a problem with Trey Lance. I sat Garoppolo on Madden last year. So I've been playing with Trey Lance on the game all along. And, yeah, you want, you want to throw a deep pass? Well, that's the guy that can throw it. Trey, uh, Garoppolo, they tailored that offense to him. He ran that offense great. If Trey Lance can run the offense as efficiently, and I'm talking about all the handoffs, all the play fakes, and all the stuff that Shanahan builds into that offense and distribute that ball in a way, kind of like what you're going to see with the Dolphins. Because this, everybody says sees Tyreek, and they're worried about whether Tua can throw it deep. Tua already told you. He's going to throw a, a, a five-yard Jerry Rice slant and watch Tyreek take it 90. They, that's what they're looking to do. So I think it's the same thing coming out of the Niner offense. You're going to see a lot of – first of all, we're a run-first offense. If we do what – if we stick to our knitting and be who we are, the the, the passing game will open up. So just remember we are – you know, that's what we are, and I think we need to stick to that. Kyle Juszczyk, we can. he's a like a second tight end. You know, he's a top guy. So that's my thought. I think they brought Trey Lance here because he he saw someone that he could personally mold into the monster that he thinks he can build for that particular offense. As I told Ben, last year when I looked at the playbook for the Niners, they didn't have any pistols and stuff like that in the playbook last year. They do this year. And I'm not one that promotes the running of the quarterback, but I like the pistol because it's kind of like a mini shotgun. You know, they, they put Manning in the pistol when he was with the Broncos just so he'd have a couple extra seconds to look around. Right, right. So, it was then? <laughs> There's nothing wrong, bro. There's nothing wrong. There, there's, <laughs> just, of all that stuff that you said, <laughs> the one thing that you said that I will agree with it 100% is what Shanahan believes that he sees in Trey Lance. That's why they traded up to get him. That was the original plan. And they've they've been determined to stick to that plan. And that plan says that he becomes the starter this year. This whole Garoppolo thing, believe me, if they could have traded him, he'd be gone. But the market wasn't there. There was no no market. Because people were trying to see how bad do you not want Garoppolo looking over Trey's shoulder. Are you going to let this play out and we can get him cheaper or negotiate our own contract with him? And they decide, no, we're not going to do that. If we can't trade him, we'll keep him. We'll restructure. Again, anybody but Garoppolo wouldn't go for restructure. Anybody else but Garoppolo wouldn't be the good teammate that he is. Anybody else but Garoppolo wouldn't be a problem in the locker room. They got the perfect storm, and they're taking advantage of it. I get it, but I think they're a little bit early on their plan of determining that Trey Lance would be the starter right off the bat. I think so there's a win-win win. for them because you got yeah. Garoppolo there for cheap, right? Two, if Trey Lance do become the guy, and a market opens up for Garoppolo because somebody could get hurt, you know what I mean, on oh, another absolutely. then the absolutely. name for Garoppolo becomes. You know, I mean, a, a, a big need. So it, it's they, – they in a good situation. If, if Trey don't, don't pan out, okay, Garoppolo, go back in there and do what you do best. You know what I mean? Manage the team. You know, manage the offense. So, I mean, they, like you said, and the fact that, like you said, and like everybody else said, he's a great guy. He's a great locker room guy. Makes it easy. Trey don't have to worry about, okay, if I throw an interception, Everybody's screaming, Oh, it's G Man time again. It's G Man time again, you know, or, or Garoppolo making waves, you know what I'm saying? So it, it just remains to see. But I, I personally, me, I think it's going to be a market for Garoppolo around week six or eight. Somebody's going to get hurt, you know what I mean? And you're going to need a veteran, a guy that's been around, somebody's a proven leader, a great locker room person. And, you know what I mean? And and right now, you're going to get him for cheap because the only one. And his shoulder will be fully healthy. Shoulder will right. be 100% by then. Right. That is true. That is true. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That was that was fun, fellas. All right. So, Benny, last week you, uh, you promised us that you were going to give us your picks for, now, now correct me if I'm wrong, division, conference, and Super Bowl? Yeah. Right. I don't want to get too, too deep, but I want to give you, a, this is a results-based uh, thing here. So I'm going to basically tell you who's going to win every division, how the playoffs are going to break down, and who the representatives from each conference will be in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna tell you everything except who's gonna win the Super Bowl. How about oh, you're that? you're not gonna tell us who's gonna win the Super Bowl? No, I gotta save that for later. okay, that's okay. A, that's another show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not giving you <laughs> <another> enough? <show. laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> not bad, not bad. Hey, look, that, that's okay. a lot right there, man. So I'm gonna step back and let Mr. Ben Dickerson do his Dickerson Report. For Ben and Barry on football. Okay, so let's start with the AFC first. In the AFC East, I okay. think the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, will win the, the uh, division, followed by the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. In the AFC North, the Bengals will win the division, followed mm-hmm. by the Ravens, the Browns, and sorry to say it, the Steelers. In the AFC That's South. The In the AFC South, I believe the Colts will win the division, followed by the Titans, the Jaguars, and then the Texans, and then the AFC West, I believe the Chargers. The AFC West, the strongest division in the league, the Chargers will win the division, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Raiders, and then the Broncos, believe it or not. Sorry, Chief. (laughs) We're not going to be riding. I'm not going to hear my man Russell go, let's ride, let's ride. Yeah, he's going to ride, he's going to ride into the sunset. (laughs) So, so, so listen, this is the way I got it. AFC, number one seed, Buffalo Bills, number two seed, the Colts, number three seed, the Bengals, number four seed, the Chargers, number five seed, the Chiefs, number six seed, the Ravens. In the wild card round, The Colts will beat the Raiders. The Bengals will beat the Ravens. The Chargers will beat the Chiefs. In the divisional round, the Bills will beat the Chargers in a fantastic game, a must-see TV game. The number three seed Bengals will beat the Colts. And in the AFC Championship game, the Buffalo Bills will beat the Bengals. You with me? I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm, a, I'm with the Bills all the way for AFC this year. Okay. I'm, I'm with the Bills. That's, the only thing that's um, pet team, Blade. That's his pet team. I've been I've been I riding love, the I Bills. That's my AFC team. Okay. Now, in the NFC. Everybody's ears perk up because all our teams in the NFC. All right. NFC East. Yes, folks. I'm picking the Eagles to win the NFC East, believe it or not. Cowboys second, followed by the Giants, and then the Commanders. In the NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers win it, followed by the Panthers, then the Saints, then the Falcons, believe it or not. NFC North, Ah, I'm sorry, Blade. The Minnesota Vikings are going to bring that new offense in and they're going to win the NFC North, followed by the Packers, Lions, and Bears. And in the NFC West, the second strongest division in the league, the 49ers will win the NFC West, followed by the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. Now. The wild card round. Oh, uh, let me give you seeds. Buccaneers, number one seed. 49ers, number two seed. You're going to notice a theme here, Barry. You're sleeping on your own defense, bro. Your defense is way better than you think it is. 49ers, number two seed. Rams, number three. Vikings, the four seed. Eagles, the five seed. Cowboys, the six seed. And Packers, the seven seed. Unfortunate for the Packers. They're going to go down in the wild card round to the 49ers. Again. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams defeat the Cowboys and the Vikings defeat the Eagles. That's your wild card round. In the divisional playoff, the Buccaneers will beat the Vikings and the Rams will beat the 49ers. Uh. And in the NFC championship game, the Buccaneers will beat the Rams. There you have it, folks. Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. And I'll let you know who wins that sometime in the future. Okay. <laughs> Let's all just take a mental moment. <laughs> here. I hope that wasn't too traumatic for some folks out there. <sighs> I, I just want to. So, 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 so Lamar Jackson comes out of this with. Still having only one playoff win, right? Uh we got, he got his first so. playoff win this past season, right? Uh, Interestingly, uh, Ben Ben is a big big uh, Lamar uh, fan, uh, and we talked about what happens if Lamar don't win a championship. I tell you what, it's going to be unfortunate if, if he has to play the Bengals in the wildcard round because they won't beat the Bengals. I, I like what you I like your pick for the um for the Panthers. Actually, I really do think that uh, um. Baker Mayfield is is going to make some noise down there.
1: I do, too.
0: Um, We'll talk about this in the social media uh, part, Billy. I know you have to go in a a bit, so you might not be around for that. But apparently Baker Mayfield has been quoted as that first game against the Browns. (laughs) 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 I like that, though. You know what I mean? Gotta he love on it. the shoulder. I like that, you know. Blade, Blade, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a trend with you, Blade. You like the Lions coach, and you like that. From <laughs> I'm sensing Blade. a trend here, <laughs> <laughs> man. And you need listen, you need uh, what is it? The um, the, the media, you need a board material going into the game, you know what I mean? You need yeah, someone's a board, uh, yeah, not everybody. Not everybody's fired up before a game. You know what I mean? No matter what they say, not everybody's fired up on the same level. If the opposing quarterback goes on national news and says he's going to fuck us up and that don't get you riled up, nothing will. Nothing will. I've never heard the quarterback ever. i watched football forever never, ever seen that. Never seen that. I love it. I fucking love it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Ah, Baker Mayfield, and, and they would just talk about how demure and quiet he had been, you know? How he, well, he, he got had a, a whole big, bunch, big he, had been, he had been Baker down there, he was kind of chilling, then all of a sudden, bam! <laughs> yeah, he, he got served a big huge piece of humble pie, you know what I mean? And the thing I say is, okay, you compare his numbers to Deshaun Watson, who is his replacement, and it's really no big difference there. Outside of you know maybe potential, but I'm looking like it's it's a lot of quarterbacks that's far worse than Baker Mayfield out there. You know what I'm saying? Is he the best? No, he's not. You know what I mean? Do he had the greatest arm strength? No, he doesn't. But at the end of the day, you're only as good as the tools you're given, right? The only thing I saw negatively that he didn't do was he didn't throw the ball to OBJ when OBJ was open. Now, maybe that could have been personal. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback. I've seen worse. You know what I mean? I've seen worse win Super Bowls. Trent Hassel won a Super Bowl. And he was horrible. You know what I'm saying? He, no tools whatsoever except handing the ball off to the running back. You know what I'm saying? so so I, I just like that he fired up. You know, he basically had to reinvent himself with Tampa. I mean, with uh, the Panthers. So I'm definitely looking forward to that game for Week One. All yeah. right. So you're looking I, I, forward looking to, to what Baker's going to do. I'm looking forward to what Justin Fields is going to do. Ben, who are you looking forward to seeing what they're going to do? That maybe a little off off the, the beaten path. I'm looking forward to see what Trey Lance is going to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How about that? How about that? Because you I keep got to see talking, what Trey. Every, hey. All eyes are going to be on Trey Lance, bro. Are you and even going to believe Especially now him? that Jimmy G's still there, that just turned all the attention back to him. Ah yes, ah yes. Well, this know, is I, your classic shit or get off the pot. Like you I used to tell them back way back in the day when nobody would believe we could win a Super Bowl. Put all your stuff right here on these shoulders. I when was you. that? I Y'all had monster teams. Get out of <laughs> here! Oh yeah, they're monsters after they won. But no, I was, oh, look. No. I I was in a garage full of guys who was who were doubters. Who was like, no no, no, no. Of course, Man, most, there's a difference between doubters and haters, bro. And Ben, most of them are Eagle fans. <laughs> like I said, there's <laughs> a difference between doubters and haters. Haters will say anything, whether it makes sense or not. Right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Blade, um, I know you didn't have a lot more time to be with us. I hope we didn't take too long. So I'm going to give you a chance to do your last statement before you, uh, are you ready to roll? You want to hang for a minute? I mean, what's next on the list? I think we almost went through everything, right? Almost. We just getting ready to hit our social media page. Let's do Uh, it. Okay. All right. All right, ladies and germs, it's social media time with Ben and Barry on football and our special guest, Mr. Blade Brown. As usual, we want to thank everybody for following us. Make sure you leave your comments and suggestions. Our hashtag is is footballislife. There you go. So, Ben, let's scroll down and just hit on a few of the subjects. Well, first of all, Ben, you did your – you did your, 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 your call for who's going to be doing what next season. And very interestingly, I took a look at the Madden 23 ratings just to see who's rated where. Can you make and it bigger? Can you make it bigger? Can I make it? Oh, yeah, that's that's what she said. All right, Benny, so like I said, um, I wanted to take a look at the Madden ratings. You had an opportunity to go through <laughs> uh, all of your uh, your picks there. Uh huh. Number one and number two is my two Super Bowl teams. And that's something. And that's something. <laughs> I hate to agree with Madden. <laughs> yeah, it is a love hate relationship uh, that we have with this blade. But look who's number three here. Uh oh. Two teams that ranked 88 on the game that's the Packers and the Rams. So the Packers getting a lot of respect there, man, across the board. When you ranked 88, only two teams ranked ahead of you, and not that, only two points at best. Uh, Chargers and Ravens at 87. The Cowboys and the Chiefs and the Niners all ranked 86. Interesting that they see that those teams (laughs) – are that close? Uh 85, you got the Bengals and the Eagles. 84, you got the Broncos, Browns, and Cardinals. Hmm. Dolphins at 83. Raiders at 83. Colts, Saints, Titans at 82. Commanders and Patriots at 81. I'm looking for the Commanders to do a little something in the NFC East. I think the Commanders might be a little bit better. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I don't. I, that, that's my dark horse in the NFC East. I it? definitely don't don't don't, don't I, see uh, Eagles as high as Ben seen. I think you should change the Giants to your dark horse. The Giants? with The yeah. the quarterback? We talking <laughs> about Carson Wentz? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you right. I'm just saying. About, um The Raiders, like even with the, the addition of uh, the Adams, they still like a middle-of-the-pack team on everybody's rankings. Their defense. Yeah, that is true. That, that defense. That is true. The Vikings are down there with the Steelers at 80. So I'm not sure what, what they're missing other than the fact that Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback. uh oh, They Bears, Bears Lions are in that 79, 78 range. And one of the reasons, Blake, that I I go through this in the numbers is because we also have a podcast. So some people are just listening and they're not getting the uh, the benefit of uh, the video here, the visuals. Jaguars, Seahawks at seven, and third, they're so bad, they're just one step above the Giants here, Ben. Who's only one step above the Texans. Why do you say they're so bad, that? Well, I'm surprised that the Seahawks... Well no, I'm sorry. That's the Seahawks. I'm, Why I'm, are you surprised? I'm, I'm I'm no, no. Uh Seahawks, I just had a moment of confusion. I'm still thinking about uh You think Russell Wilson Russell's Seahawks? still there. Nah. Where's the Broncos at? The Broncos are 12th. So Russell's having a a good impact. I'm surprised the Browns are as high as they are though. I mean, Browns have a lot of a lot of talent, but that quarterback situation. Yeah,
1: that's
0: because it's it's what uh, Jacoby Brissett got the first eleven games, right? That's right. Yeah, Maybe. <laughs> that's five and six written all over. You know, it, it well, I, I forget, but I don't think his uh, touchdown interception ratio when we did the quarterbacks—I don't think it was too favorable. I think that's one of his issues. So we we'll we'll see with that. All right. So Blade, I know that. Uh, you don't get deeply into this. Names being cut. 7-0. Yeah. Some of these days I'm I'm recognizing. I'm like, gee, Christmas. I didn't expect. I didn't think, for example, Kellen Mine would get cut by the Vikings. I thought he would hang around. Philip Lindsay was a starter for a number of years. He's out. Josh Gordon, Duke Johnson. You know. He's a running back, right? he's, yeah, he's a journeyman now. Yeah. He's, he's not, been, on, he's been on four or five different teams in the last four years. I used to have him on my fantasy team a few years ago, and he actually did good for me the one year I had him. That's why his name stood out to me. Yeah. Davis Webb. Don't you think you should have kept Davis Webb bent? I bet you they'll call him up after uh, they find out what's wrong with Tyrod. Yeah, you you know, what you say is so true, and this brings up a whole other point. A lot of action still happens after they get down to the 53-man roster where the teams look around to see who got released and they go, oh, that guy was released, but he's better than this guy that we got. We're going to bring that guy in and let this guy go. So there's still going to be some movement. Uh, some of these guys are already getting looked at by other teams. Chris yeah. Trevler, cut by the Jets, actually had a super-duper preseason. <laughs> a That's the guy with the funny name. That the, Yeah, I didn't see it, but they said he this guy had a real good preseason. What position he play? Quarterback. Quarterback. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and you know, I I got questions about the Jets' backup situation with Flacco. You know, I know Flacco's got all the experience and he's got all of that. It should work. It should work. I just came down to the name. you got Flacco back there versus Strebler, you you go with Flacco right. to the name. Right. The name in the contract. Right. Logan Ryan is a longtime before. veteran DB. I think Logan Ryan will show back up somewhere. Sony Michelle will show back up somewhere. Rams fans were already screaming for Sony to come back to the Rams. Were they really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So those are just some names that I saw and I'm like, wait a minute. I recognize these guys, man. And they got cut. Holy Mack. It's, it's a rough world, man. It's a oh, rough man. world. He's a Say that again. Matt Barkley, he's a backup, right? Yeah. Yeah, backup quarterback. The, the USC Trojan guy, right? Yeah, that's him. Well, Ben, this, this is, is an Matt interesting... Barkley. <laughs> Career this is backup. A... <clears throat> this is an interesting um contrast to what the Browns did. You know, they let um Matt Ariza go Matteriza is the punt guy he's the guy that kicked the 83 yard punt in the preseason this guy was known for kicking 80 some yard punts but apparently he was involved in a, a rape on campus before he got to the bills and the quote coming from bills manager said when they let him go our culture is more important than football mm. Didn't he get tested, too, for kicking that 80-degree punt? I, I saw a post where they, um, they gave him a, a drug test and he kicked a punt, too. <laughs> oh, I don't man. know if it was him. I actually think somebody else did that, too, and they did get a drug test. You're absolutely right. I do remember seeing it. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> and yes. allegedly gang-raping 17-year-old. Wow. Yeah, so they're like, nah, we'll, we'll, we we got to let you go. And, yes, here it is. He did really say that. We talked about this earlier in the show. Blade said he liked Baker Mayfield on saying that. So, mm-hmm. then B- again, Blade, you got to come to Ben and Barry on football because we talk about it all. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there was a guy who pretended to be an NFL player, got three years uh, in uh, trying to scam people out of the Tom Brady Super Bowl ring. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Tried to scam him out of a ring. What is this? He pretended he had, he bought a ring and tried to pretend, tried to sell it as it was Tom Brady's ring. Oh. And uh, yeah, there's a whole, there, there's so much oh, going Lord. on. That's Tom but, you know, but you know that ring actually was stolen. Yeah, it was. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm wrong. His jersey was stolen. Oh, after yeah. okay. Okay. I remember his jersey. Was, I remember was yeah, crazy. but they, they recovered it. It was a big investigation. It was huge. Ben. Oh, not more Madden. No, no. This this isn't this isn't Madden. This was some of the fantasy stuff Thank that, God. that came up. Uh Traylon Burks Pro Football Focus had him rated as one of the top uh, I think rookies out there. Okay. So uh we're gonna keep an eye on that young man right there, Traylon Burks. Um yeah, we talked about the cuts. Uh, I talked about Justin Fields. I'm the one that put this up. 14 for 16. Completion attempts in the preseason, 156 passing yards, three touchdowns, passer rating 146.9. So I don't if he was playing against Scrubs, he did what he's supposed to do against Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's if he threw three interceptions, they were like, he threw three interceptions to the Scrubs. You know what I'm saying? You can we can't wait for them. You know what I'm saying? We we talked about the uh Bills releasing Matt Araiza, we already talked about and we talked about Jimmy Garoppolo staying with the Niners. So not a whole bunch more um that that we want to cover. Uh Ben you did <laughs> the thing you said about um blasphemy. When I talked about Uh, The guy from the Raiders, Isaiah Zuber, picking off an interception and getting a reception in the same game. And I said, kind of like primetime. And you said, they let this random dude play offense and defense in a meaningless preseason game, and you had the nerve, the audacity to bring up primetime? Shame on you. (laughs) Shame on you. Oh, my goodness. But, Ben, I I have to admit, you, you gave me pause for consideration. And so I went back and I took a look to see just what primetime had done in that vein. Primetime actually did have an interception and a reception in the Super Bowl. But there were two different Super Bowls. So, they had an interception in one and one in the other. Okay. So, you know,
1: it but says the real he had an deal, interception
0: and a reception in a regular season game. Right. He didn't have that. No, he it says he it. did. Huh? Oh, it says I couldn't find. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Okay. He didn't have that. But what I did find Brian Dawkins, you guys remember this? Recorded a sack. Two pass deflections, yes. an interception, and a forced fumble yes. in the 35 17 victory over the Texans. Yes. He also turned a trick play on the fake punt into his first career touchdown reception. 57 yard score. So I should have said he was kind of dogish <laughs> rather than time. <punt-timer. laughs> nah, that game put him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> You know, I, and it was like I had to go back and think about because I didn't remember that very, very clearly. But obviously you have a better recollection. Yeah, I mean, he was already borderline. Some people said he was borderline Hall of Fame kind of guy before he got in. Some people, mostly Eagles fans, felt strongly he should be in. Some other fans thought, yeah, there's a chance he could get in. But when you go back and you talk about a game like that, you replay that game and people look at that game on top of everything else that he did. And the kind of player that he was and you're like yeah hof baby what <laughs> do straight straight there no detours, no waiting around yeah don't collect man. Get straight there <laughs> straight there all right guys well that's all i got benny you got oh, look, oh we have a guest first blade brown first of all let's let me thank you for joining us this was a pleasure um, you are you know you're now our our our, our res, res residential Green Bay Packer fan That's me, for resource. Right. All right, so you don't know, don't you know expect the call here when, when the Packers are up for Monday night football or Thursday night football <laughs> or up against it and uh we, we need to know what's getting ready to happen. I get the calls whether they are. Down, it doesn't matter. It's a <laughs> thing. People gonna be calling about. you anyway, right? <laughs> so, any last words, Blade, for the show? Thanks for having me, man. It's fun. I always watch. I always get to watch the, you know, the recorded version at some point during the week. So, it definitely was a pleasure being on. Guys know a lot about football. This whole man and team rating thing got me tripping right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's uh, you know, I never even paid attention to it till you. So, you laid it out. You know, the, when you talk about analytics and statistics and all of that, I mean, these guys are, are into it. Ben, one yeah. thing I want to mention real quick, and I'm having some thoughts about this <sighs> play action passes. I'm wondering if the NFL is overdoing it. And I'm looking, and I'm looking at analytics, and analytics is saying that it is the best play you can run, the play action pass, as apparently the passes are deeper and et cetera, et cetera. But I'm questioning the play action because, again, from playing the game, when you make a quarterback turn his back on the defense, there's a risk there. Okay. There's a risk there. It can work, but there's a risk. I've seen, and I've seen so many times in the preseason when the first play is a play-action rollout, and I guess it works because a lot of these guys are so eager to try to make the team. They're biting on play-action, and the guy's rolling out. And, you know, sometimes you have two or three receivers, but I'm really wondering because I've seen these guys in third and 31 run a play-action play, and I'm like, who are you thinking that you're for? You're not pulling nobody on 30-30. You know what what I'm saying? So why is it in there? You know, why are you calling this type of play? And especially, I mean, you got to have a really good play if you're in the red zone. You're going to have that guy spin around and turn his back to that rush because everybody's coming, and it's a very compressed situation. So I'm keeping an eye on that. Uh, But in the meantime, on Madden, I'm practicing my play action because if they're going to program it in as a successful play <laughs> it is what it is you got to We're go with what the Romans do you know what I'm saying yeah, you you, you kind of got to respect play action to a certain extent but 3rd and 31 obviously that's ridiculous and it doesn't even have to be that bad to me there's certain situations and but here's the thing both teams huddle they break the huddle they line up the defense is diagnosing the formation who's where What's the down? What's the situation? What's the score? What's this? What's that? You can't do all that fast enough to not give some respect to play action. If it's, if it's third and 12, you kind of have to respect the play action. You, you just have to. Because the time that you don't, you know what I mean? It, it's kind of built into your defense that this is what we do when but this is what we see. And the offense plays off of that, and that's why it's so successful. And if if it's statistically successful, then it just is. That's that's real. That's not made up. Now you can your Nat Blade. This is a guy who says he would never throw a fade on in a, in the red zone. He, he would run the ball before he he would throw a fade pass. Just not a fan of the fade at all. Not, not at all. Uh, unless even if you got Cooper Cup, if you got Cooper Cup against Eli Apple, you're not gonna throw the fade. A lot of Cooper Cup yeah. stuff wasn't caught on phase, You know, they were fade. Exactly. You know what? They were fade comebacks. Sucker. I'll throw a fake comeback, but hey, hey. Oh, mate, man, don't mate. change up now. Don't change up now. Run, <laughs> guy, run, run, run. This is a guy. Run, 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 run. This is a guy who who is not big on analytics. Am I correct about that, Benny? I'm, I believe in analytics. I'm not big on them, no. Okay. What
1: but do you I'm think about big. analytics
0: in pro football, Blade? We, Blade, just took the Blade, show, Blade? we just took another five, ten minutes for the show, but I'm going to give Blade a chance. 'Cause that's a it's a subject. It is. I mean the thing about it is, I mean, one this is but I'm from a coaching off of instinct, as opposed to going to the paper and saying this, that, and they what do they do seventy five percent of the time in this situation? What do they do fifty percent of the time in this situation? I coach off of instinct, you know what I mean? I've had battles with men, it took me, I wanna say 10, 10, 10 games before I even was able to figure out what I thought Ben was doing. You know what I'm saying? And then you get into a rhythm, okay? And even with me, you know, you, you coach against me. Like I said, I'm a guy. I'm going to keep doing something till the break, and then I'm going to throw a wrinkle in. You know what I'm saying? But I coach off instinct. I don't need a bunch of paperwork in front of me saying, well, you know, it's third and three, and on third and three, they tend to do a swing pass or this that, and third. Nah, I'm, I'm, I mean, while you plan for it, at the end of the day, it's still football. It's still they best 11 versus your best 11. You got to put your 11 in position to stop their 11 no matter what they do, whether they do a swing pass, whether they do a play action pass, whether they run it up the gut, you know what I mean, or whether you just say, okay, we're going to go over the top on them this time. You know what I mean? I believe in having to prepare for every situation as opposed to one situation based off of down and distance if that oh, makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. And, I mean, you know, at, at our level of football, we don't really have access to those that type of data for the most part anyway. But, Ben, you picked the Chargers to go how far next year? And the reason I mentioned it is because the Chargers are the team that went forward on fourth down, like damn near in their own red zone, in their own um 20-yard line. Yeah, that was that was some kind of one analytics, analytics coach had up his analytics. ass that he just decided we're gonna be this kind of team this year. The Ravens were doing it. Remember when the Ravens won the two-point conversion kick? The Steelers too. We're going for two every time. We're going for two. These coaches get something up, but you know what? That's analytics driven. Right, some analytics guy got in that coach's ear and said you should do this and pounded down your opponent's throats and trust me, it's going to work out for you. And and they had people cussing him out. <laughs> Fans <laughs> were losing their minds. Right, right, right. Who who goes for the fourth it down? Right, what are you question. doing? Right. Who does that? You know who does that? The fifteen-year-old on Madden. <laughs> right. right, he goes one every time. Right, right. All right, guys, I'm done. Blake, thank you for being with us. Yeah, man, your last ball, word. Last word, <laughs> last word go nose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, go you pack. got a last word, Blake. Yeah, I got I, I heard the go nose part. Of, I'm on board with that. I I'm gonna say go packers though. I gotta ride my team. I gotta ride, with <laughs> I gotta ride with. All righty. Y'all take care.